Championship Club update from the Championship Roundtable. Today, I'm joined by Andy Buckley-Taylor, a Derby County blogger, to discuss the latest goings-on at Pride Park. We'll start with the Steve McLaren firing. Andy, what was your initial reaction to, to him getting the sack and sort of what has gone wrong for him this time around? Um, I wasn't surprised to hear the news yesterday. Looking back Friday night on live TV, we uh, failed miserably yet again. And it, this this time, I, I, I think it was worse than uh, when we lost the Leeds. Leeds, you know, with a live TV audience outclassed us from uh, kickoff all the way through to the final whistle. On Friday night, Brighton pretty much did the same. We, uh, we failed to make any sort of impression. It was a real lacklustre performance. And although myself and uh, many other Derby County supporters thought that he might be given the summer and uh, the opening you know, few months of a new season to uh, tweak the squad and bring in players to improve it and offload players who were surplus to requirements. After Friday night, it was it, it it had that feeling of you know we're just not going anywhere. We we've we're in fact gone backwards from last season, and uh, to see your team manager laughing on the touchline when you're two goals to nil down is not a good sight at all. You know, I mean, people can say he needs time, he needs more time, but we're not getting any better. And if he does need more time, how did we go on that unbeaten run when he first took over initially? You know, we, we were struggling in, down towards the basement. He came in, he got us on a winning run. Um, we went several games without actually conceding a goal. And yet now we, we're crumble, you know, we're just crumbling. Uh, we're going down quicker than quicksand. So uh, I think the signs are there. And, and, I, and I think the timing is now right is to bring somebody in before the end of the season so they can make their own assessment to the squad and uh, then get to work ready for 17-18. Yeah, I was reading some reaction from Steve McLaren's camp today and they were saying that they thought that he'd done exactly what he'd been asked to do. He'd sort of come in, consolidated the team and, and got you up to sort of a safe position where it looked like you could have been in a rele relegation fight under Nigel Pearson. Do you think that it's been more the performances rather than the results as to why he's been, been sacked? Well, obviously, the performances were disappointing. Um, I think you have to really see the games to appreciate how bad we are playing at the moment. And... Uh, you know, when you've got like 30,000 people turning up week in, week out, they're going to demand better. Even if you're not getting the result, you should see some sort of indication that, uh, that things will get better. And to be quite frankly, they weren't. And, you know, he, he might be the, the victim of his uh, earlier success has to speak. But um, if, if a team is capable of going on such a long run, there are, they, they, they should surely be capable of shaking off such lacklustre performances. You know, uh, it's quite baffling. But 
but to be quite honest, the mistake was made reappointing him. You know, uh, when, when we failed to get into the playoffs two seasons ago, the chairman decided that was not good enough. And uh, he, he was fired for it. Then to simply do a complete U-turn and bring him back, I'd like to know why our chairman thought it would be any better this time round. Because rarely does going back, rarely is going back better than uh, a first spell at a club. Yeah, I just quickly want to ask you about a bit more about McLaren because uh, a lot of the Newcastle sort of base journalists have been discussing as, as far in as, as you would expect as he, he managed us last season. And the general consensus from them is that when he was at Newcastle, he was seen as too nice and he wasn't really respected by the players. And it might be that he's sort of been left behind by the game somewhat. Do you, would you agree with that? Uh, well, uh, having never seen him on the training ground, I couldn't really be qualified to comment, to be honest. Although he does come over uh, of the sort of character that is, is probably, you know, a bit too nicey-nicey. Um, and, and that would be in stark contrast with uh, the image that uh, the media portray of, say, Nigel Pearson before him, who, who comes across more as a disciplinarian. But, uh, you know, <laughs> it, it's stri- I suppose it's striking the balance between the two, you know, not, not being overnight, but not being, you know... Uh, too strict but uh, I mean what I will say for him at, at Derby County you know it's, it's, it's not it's, it's not all bad memories he's leaving um, he was a fringe player but during his spell as number two to Jim Smith was one of the best periods in, in recent years unless you're you know as, as old as I am and can remember the, the Clough and uh, Mackay eras and uh, it was actually when he was uh, uh, well, taken from us by Manchester United, that our downward spiral started, and we've never recovered from since. I mean, most people in the game rate him very, very highly as a coach, but he, he's only really had two successes in all these different managerial spells. He had success at Middlesbrough, in fact, he's their most successful manager ever, took him to the final of the UEFA Cup. Um, he obviously he had that success before that as a number two to Alex Ferguson. In fact, he, he was Alex Ferguson's number two in his most successful spell ever, and he had um, success with his first spell at Twenty yesterday. But uh, like he went back there after the uh, failing with England, and second time round it didn't work. It didn't work for him at Forest. And over with with your team, you know, Newcastle, it didn't work there either. So perhaps Steve McLaren should reflect and stick to what he's got a, you know, an unblemished uh, reputation for. And that's been a, a very good coach. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. 
That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Just before we move on to Gary Rowett and the news that is, is happening about him at the moment, I just want to ask you about Derby as a club overall there's been a lot of opposition fans i've seen on twitter in particular talking about derby as a club that fire their manager too often um especially on since mel morris has taken ownership of the club do you think that's a fair sort of portrayal of derby or do you think that a lot of the sackings that have happened have been sort of correct well if you go back to the sackings over the last few years the first sacking was unattached to mel morris and that was nigel clough he'd been at the club nearly five years reduced the wage bill, acquired some uh, good players at bargain basement prices, um, got us away from the bottom of the division, away from their, what was, was becoming a, an annual fight against relegation. But he just couldn't quite push us that extra mile to get us challenging to uh, challenge for promotion. And his sacking was before Mel Morris joined the board. Now, uh, it wasn't Mel Morris who originally appointed Steve McLaren either. That was the previous uh, North American owners, GSE. McLaren had a very, very good um, first half a season, got us to the playoff final. And, you know, I'll, I'll be perfectly honest with you, the football that we were playing was absolutely outstanding. We were scoring at will. And it's just unfortunate that that one playoff final, ever since then, things have gone sour. You know, we, we, we dominated a game. We lost late in the game. But going back to that itself, I think Steve McLaren made an error of not playing a midfielder who had scored 16 goals that season. That's better than most strikers. Mel Morris came on the scene, I think, a few days before the playoff final he brought into the club. And then the following season, he, um, he basically uh, took over, became majority shareholder, owner, chairman. And his first sacking by himself was Steve McLaren. And that was when we uh, dropped out the playoff zone two seasons ago, when McLaren had his eye took off the ball with all the speculation linking into Newcastle. And he never once ruled out going to Newcastle until that season had finished and we'd failed to make the top six. So uh, in came Paul Clement, which was a bit of an eyebrow raiser for me. The guy had experience at working with some of the best coaches in Europe. But I don't think we are a club that should be employing uh, a guy who would be a complete rookie as a number one. Um, uh, Clements had a slow start, but then he hit the purple patch leading up to the Christmas period. And then things dropped off again. And we were looking like the team that um, McLaren left, struggling to get to, get to grips with the game. And uh, Clements was fired. And I don't think us fans will ever know the full reasons behind the firing. I wasn't particularly a big fan of Paul Clements. But I think 
there could be, yeah, okay, maybe there could be a case a made for him should have been given a little bit more time. But uh, but there you go. So then Darren Bossell came in as the caretaker um, to uh, lead us for the rest of the season. We kept the place in the playoffs. As you know, we went out to Hull City. And under Darren Bossell, we, we were a bit Jekyll and Hyde. I don't think anybody believed he was going to get the job on a full-time basis anyway. So we get to this season and there's a vacancy and you look at the various candidates that are, are about. Nigel Pearson was a lot of people's choice. He came, he tried to change things a bit. It didn't work out. He was right to try and change them. You know, the, the 4-3-3 system had failed us. He was looking to an alternative 4-4-2. And where I think Nigel Pearson made his error was he brought in Matty Vidra, which on paper was a good signing, but Vidra does not play as a lone striker. And what he did, he let Chris Martin go out on loan to Fulham um, for the season with no recall clause in the deal. And I think that could have been the undoing because had Martin stayed and played alongside Vidra, that is the sort of partnership that I believe may have worked. So anyway, uh, as, as we all know, the history behind it, uh, after some really dire football, and I'm talking, you know, you would really have to witness uh, the poor football we played under Nigel Pearson to believe it. Um, he was shown the door. Myself, I think maybe, judging by what's going on at Leicester at the minute with Craig Shakespeare, you know, he, he missed one of his right-hand men. So Steve McLaren is then reappointed. Now, this is, this is the big error that I think Mel Morris has made. He brought back Steve McLaren, who had left due to that end-of-season collapse. I'm a big believer in never go back. And I think Mel Morris here has made... It, it, it was a big error of judgment in bringing him back. Should have started from afresh. And I, I think if you cast your mind back to um, when Pearson was sacked, Gary Rowett was the manager that um, I, I um, said that I would like to see take the place of Pearson. It didn't happen. And, of course, we, we get to where we are now after hitting a, an unbeaten run. We're now on the slip, slippery uh, slide down the division and heading towards mid-table. So that's where we are now. Yeah, you mentioned Gary Rowett there. We'll come on to him now. Do you think that's an appointment that's going to excite Derby fans? Because he's obviously an ex-player and he's done wonders with both Burton and Birmingham that you would say are sort of historically smaller than Derby. So, so to move to that sort of bigger club, he could be the right man to lead a revival at, at Pride Park and maybe get you into the Premier League, not this season, but maybe next season. Well, I, I think um, Gary Rowett's done, he's, he's took a good route, to be quite honest. Because um, he went to Burton Albion and they were struggling under Paul Pesky Solido. They'd had the uh, good years under Nigel Clough, who left them set up to uh, get promotion into the league. Paul Pesky Solido, by the time he left, they were, you know, coming up against the brick wall. They were on the decline. And initially, I was quite surprised when Gary Rowett got the job there on a full-time basis. 
because he, in his first couple of games, I'm sure he got a, a real hefty beating. But he got the job on a full-time basis, did a fantastic job there, and he left them at the top of the table. And obviously, Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank took over, and Hasselbank uh, was overcredited with that promotion, in my opinion. All the groundwork, all the uh, best recruiting of the players was done by Gary Rowett. And when Gary Rowett then, <coughs> excuse me, was offered the job at Birmingham, I thought he was an absolute head case taking it. They were lingering down the bottom of the championship, no money, and they looked destined to be uh, heading for relegation. And he came in, and the best players had been sold. He had no money. He steadied the ship. And by the time that they dismissed him, you know, earlier this season, what were the three points off third place? Now, to me, he's made an actual progression because you've got Burton Albion, which uh, are a small side. He's gone to Birmingham, which are like a, a, a mid-sized team. Derby, without being big-headed about it, I think we're a bigger club than Birmingham. I wouldn't call us a big club at the moment. We're, pot we're potentially a big club. But uh, I think there's an actual progression there. And uh, I think his past experiences, especially at Birmingham, could put him in good stead to uh, tackling the job at our place. And uh, if all the rumours are true, and if, as, I, as expected, he's appointed manager, I think it's, it's the right avenue to go down. Yeah, he, he would have had a lot of offers since he got fired from Birmingham and he, he stayed out of the game. I've, I've seen he, he was linked to Norwich over the last week and, and maybe that is why Derby have acted now rather than waiting until the end of the season. What sort of changes do you expect him to make to the squad? Because from when I watched his Birmingham teams, they're a little bit more functional than what Derby have been under Steve McLaren. Do you think it's going to be sort of a change of formation and, and there will be changes to the squad made during the summer? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I think Gary Rowett will use the games left to assess the squad. So this is where I think fans have got to be patient. He will want to see players, what they can do, how they perform. There's going to be some losses. I think he, this, this will be the experimental stage where he, he looks at what he's got, um, keeps what he believes will fit with his style of football, and he will offload those that he doesn't want. I don't think he'll be afraid of giving one or two of the youngsters a run out. Uh, and, 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 and overall, you know, I, I think he's a totally different type of manager because I, I've heard conflicting reports of what style of football he plays. I think Gary Rowett, to me, is a manager who will play to the strengths that he's got at his disposal. And he will, from what I'm told, uh, we'll look at the weaknesses of other teams and e exploit them in the best way in which he can. Yeah, just before we finish up for today, I just want to talk to you about your hopes for Derby now for the rest of the season and for the future because there's a core of good players at Derby. For me, for me as a neutral looking in, Will Hughes is, is very talented. You know, you've got Darren Bent who, who can score goals in this division. Uh, it's just a solid sort of championship squad and one that should be competing in the top six. Do you think that that is where you will be next season? Uh, possibly. It depends. Um, with, with financial fair play and with us operating 
within the regulations. I think we will uh, see who's who's going to leave the club, who's going to stay, what areas we need to improve. I I I believe we could possibly beat a top six side next year. I wouldn't guarantee it, but uh, I I think the 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 whole strategy of the club has now has got to change because there's a core of players at Derby now that's been at the club over this past three, four seasons where we failed to reach the promised land. And uh, I think there's one or two of them that need moving on, not because they are uh, necessarily bad players, but like you mentioned, Will Hughes, he's 21 now. He's like a veteran player at Derby, having made his debut when he was only 15. And I think if Will Hughes is striving to play in the Premier League, then uh, he's got to be looking at a move in the summer. Uh, I think possibly the same could be said of Tom Ince. I know he's had uh, a full season in the Premier League when he was at Blackpool, and he didn't disgrace himself. He's one or two of those sort of players. Um, that pair, I think, we'll be lucky to keep hold of. Um, there's probably the areas that we need to strengthen up in. We seem to have a lot of midfielders, but no real, um, what you'd call a big, beefy midfielder to do what one would call the donkey work. Uh, a, a real leader in there. Um, a sort of character we had years ago, like Seth Johnson. You know, there's, there's, there's various tweaks and um, there's various things that need to change within the squad. And uh, hopefully it will be achievable through the summer to at least, you know, start the ball rolling. Maybe take a row at two or three transfer windows to get the, uh, the finished article. But overall, I think as a club now, we've got to look in the longer term. And for the rest of this season, you know, let's just finish as high as we can. Yeah, certainly exciting times at Derby. Uh, but with that, we are now out of time. So thanks so much for joining us today. And if you want to tell people where they can reach you, that'll be a good time. Yes, uh, I'm on Twitter. My uh, user handle is at booktaylor64. I'm also a blogger for the Derbyshire Times group of uh, local newspapers. Yeah, and that's it for this club update from the Championship Roundtable. And we hope you keep listening. Yeah.